Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we are going to be talking about wonder, the Antichrist, the beast, and just how deadly he is going to be. Yes, this is very important. Now, as I've said many times, I'm going to say it again. I promise you, I'm not lying. I promise you, on August the 8th of 2015, I heard words. I mean, first time when I was sitting in this chair looking at this monitor, first time I heard words during the day when I was awake. I said, Lord, I don't know what to say tomorrow morning for the sermon. What do you want to say? And I heard words. And it said, this is the time of miracles. Then it was downloaded to my heart that as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. But today we're going to talk about the miracles. And another way of saying miracle is also saying the word wonder. And we kind of hit on that briefly with uh, Maurice Glar here a couple of days ago in the interview that I did with him. But we're going to dig into it a little bit more. Here's bottom line where I'm going with this broadcast. Bottom line, why you want to hear this broadcast. I know that probably most people listening right now probably are Christians, and they probably have Jesus in their heart, and they're probably not worried about whether their name is in the book of life. However, I'm going to guess that you probably have moms and dads, brothers, sisters, co-workers that are not Christian. It's not the norm for people to go visit churches today. I understand. But what I'm trying to say to you today is if you have loved ones that you want to see saved, I just want to let you know that you are running out of time. Well, when's it going to happen? Well, look, so if I can't tell you the exact day that the tribulation is going to start or the exact day that the mark of the beast is going to be introduced, you're not going to talk to somebody about Jesus? (laughs) Nobody knows. I don't know. But I can tell you it's very, very short for lots of reasons. What I want to talk to you about is the Antichrist. When this guy shows up, the Bible calls him the beast. That's really the more accurate term for him. But most people refer to him as the Antichrist. He is going to look so good. I mean, Daniel says his look is more stout than his fellows. Another place in Daniel it says, and he has a fierce countenance. And you heard Maurice Scalar just a couple of days ago in the broadcast say that when he saw the beast, he said he was very handsome, the most handsome man he'd ever seen. Ken Peters said in his DVD that he made back in 2000, when he saw the Antichrist in his dream, he said it was the most beautiful man he'd ever seen. So he's going to look good. All right, now, how is he going to sound? I'm going to tell you before we get into all the scriptures, what they're going to say is he is going to be given a specific blessing of being able to speak some really, really powerful and really good things. The Bible says he will speak, be given a mouth speaking great things. Now, that's not good. I mean, we typically think that great is a good word, but it also means very big and very boisterous things. So, yeah, he's specifically going to be blessed by God. That's right. The Antichrist is going to be blessed by God and specifically given a mouth, and he is going to speak so well that if they have not already received Jesus before they see the beast, before they hear the beast, they will be sucked in by the beast. means they probably will not be saved. Now, let's back it up with scripture. Second Thessalonians 2.1. Now, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what's he talking about? He's saying, guys, listen to me. I already talked to you about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's already talked to him about it. I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him means when Jesus returns. 
Don't be shaken in mind, troubled either by spirit or word or letter as from us, that the day of the Christ is hand is at hand. In other words, do not think Jesus is going to come back, and now he's about to give us the list. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day, what day? The day that Jesus returns. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. Now, your pre-tribbers want to say, oh, well, let's talk about a catching away. That's, that's, that's a catching away. No, it's not. The word in the, in the Greek there is apostasia, and it means a defection from the truth. So there's going to be a great defection from the truth. Oh, you think that's coming in the future, Stan? No, no, I think it's here now. I think it's been here for 10, 20 years, but it's about to get a whole lot worse. Except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin, that's the beast or the antichrist, the son of perdition. Now, perdition means he's going to be tossed into the lake of fire. The Bible says, Revelation specifically says, the beast, the false prophet, and the Lucifer, and those people that receive the mark of the beast will all be tossed into the lake of fire, and they will be tormented day and night forever. Now, everyone else that whose name is not written in the book of life, they are cast into the lake that burneth the fire and brimstone, which is the second death. In other words, they get blessed by getting the second death. Obadiah 1.9 says they will be as though they had not been. Now, I cover all of this in my book. Anyway, let's go on. Who opposeth, and in other words, he opposes God, and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God. I hope you hear that, because that's the definition of Antichrist. See, a lot of people think Antichrist means against Christ. No, Antichrist means that he is in the place of Christ. That's what he wants. He wants to set on the Ark of the Covenant. That's the golden covered chair. That's the golden throne of God on earth. And he wants to say, I'm God. Then he's going to have the other false prophet over here. And he's going to say, yep, that's right. He's the man God. He is God. Everybody got to worship him. That's what it's saying. Now let's go back. So that he has worshiped. So that he as God setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, Daniel calls that the abomination of desolation. And when you see that, Matthew 24 tells you, if you're living in Jerusalem, to run to the hills. And I believe where we will run, and I have a good probability that I'll be among those people there in Jerusalem, we will run straight south down to the real Mount Sinai. On the way down there, and this gets me off track just a little bit, on the way down there, there's going to be a crack in the earth that opens up and swallows up a big flood that is trying to drown us in the ravines there. But that's a topic for another day, too. Anyway, now I'm going to skip down to verse 8. And then shall the wicked be revealed. That's the Antichrist. Whom the Lord shall consume. Now, what's that mean, consume? Does that mean he can eat him? No. He uses the morning star. That's in my book, too. The morning star, which is the breath of his mouth, he brandishes his sword, which is a light sword. And when that light sword hits people, it burns them to ashes or, or shreds, you might say. Uh, and it kills both body and soul. Again, all of that's in my book. Consume, the spirit, consume with the spirit of his mouth. That's the morning star. Jesus is the bright morning star. But he also gives the morning star to the two witnesses. It was also given to the angel that stood by the tree of life so that no one else would eat of the tree of life. So Jesus destroys those people that are coming down to attack him at the battle of Armageddon with the spirit of his mouth. Okay, so let's back up. 
Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, that's the morning star, and should destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him who's coming. And by the way, when he hits the wicked one, when he hits the beast and the false prophet with the morning star, and he does, they fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones. But for them, they are not blessed with soul death. They are cast, as I said, into the lake burning with fire brimstone. All of the others, except those people who's, uh, who had worshipped the beast or his image or received the mark or the number of his name. Anyway, let's go on. Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, and I'm going to show you that in other scriptures in just a second, means that he looks good, he sounds good, but he is a liar. You ever seen someone that's really good at lying? I mean, they look good, they sound good, but they are full of lies. Well, that's this guy. With all power and signs, and here's the word, lying wonders. And that's the topic we're going to talk about, that, that word right there. When I memorized the book of Revelation, that's a word that like really just jumped out at me. Wonders. It, that's why we're going to talk about it. Signs and lying wonders. Now, what is a lying wonder? It means that it really is a sign. It really is a wonder. It really is something to be impressed with. But the point is, it's not pushing you toward Christ. It's pushing you away. Yes, you may have got healed. You may have really, really got healed. But what healed you was not the Lord, but the devil. Devil heals? Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, let's go on. What he's doing is pushing you away from Christ with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because, here it is, this is real important, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this cause, oh, hear this word, God, God shall send them strong delusion. What's the strong delusion? Well, you know, in my 25 years of teaching Bible prophecy, I've gone through several things here. But at the end of the day, when it says God shall send them a strong delusion, the strong delusion is the Antichrist. And part of what he's going to be saying is that you can be God. He's going, I believe he's going to offer an injection. And the injection is going to heal your DNA. And those people that take the injection will be told that they will have eternal life. That's the reason in the middle of the tribulation, some people seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die, but death will flee from them. Matter of fact, there's articles I've run across, I've thought about putting on the radio, that talk about how they feel like they're very close to coming up with a correction for our DNA. Now, if the labs on the surface think they're close to healing our DNA, the labs under the surface that have the best minds and unlimited funding, they had the solution to fix our DNA a long time ago, meaning that you'd be able to take a shot and you would have self-healing or instant healing, kind of like we see on some of the Marvel things. Okay, let's go on. Because they receive not the love of the truth, they might, that they might be saved. And for this God, the cause, God shall send them a strong delusion. In other words, a strong deception. And that deception is that this is God. Okay, that's, and they're actually pointing to the beast or the Antichrist. That they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, what that's really saying is this beast, this Antichrist, that is soon to come on the scene, 
And I personally believe we got a year or two or three or four, maybe five on the outside before. I mean, if if Maurice could just tell us when they're having that next meeting, it would give us a really, really big hint. We don't know, though. But what I'm trying to say is don't think it's 100 years away. Don't think it's 50 years away. Don't think it's 20 years away. Matter of fact, even uh, Terry Bennett was told by the angel Gabriel, you, meaning Terry, you will see 666, meaning he will see the beast. And I personally, even though I'm 65 years old, I think I'll see the beast. Yep, I think it's, I think he's that close. Now, again, I'm not trying to set uh, a date. Everybody wants you to set a date. No, look, look, don't worry about the dates. Just understand that it's really, really close. And brothers and sisters, if you've got friends you love, and they hadn't accepted Jesus, it's time for you to talk to them. I know, I know, right now they don't want to hear this, but don't worry, here very shortly when this judgment hits, and I do not know if the judgment is 88,000 people arrested and then the ensuing riots. I don't know if it's a big financial collapse. I hope it is not a series of explosions, and I certainly, certainly hope it's not a big earthquake that opens up the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. But any one of those four things could be the judgment. And that judgment is probably, well, let's put it this way. Since I heard as the judgment hits, so were my miracles. And since we believe the miracles are going to hit on about Passover, Unleavened Bread, and first fruits of this year, specifically at our meeting, and maybe other people too. We're not trying to say that we're the only ones out there. But anyway, it may very well be that we're about to see judgment. So anyway, let's go on. But the point he's saying is if they see the beast and they're not already saved, they're sunk. If they hear the beast talk and they're not already saved, if they've not already asked Jesus into their heart, they're pretty much sunk. Now, are you standing here trying to say that they can't be saved? No, no, no. There's no question I believe. We all uh, believe that there's going to be a lot of people saved in the tribulation. What I'm trying to say is it gets more difficult. Much, much more difficult. Look, what the Bible is saying here, because they receive not the love of the truth. In other words, these people that have rejected Jesus, they don't want to go to church, they don't want to read their Bible, and what they're really saying is they've not received the love of the truth. They don't want Jesus. They don't want to read their Bible. They don't want to go to church. They don't want anything. They want to live their life, and they don't want anybody bothering them. But what he's saying, because they didn't receive the love of the truth, they didn't receive Jesus, they didn't receive his sacrifice when it was easy, so now God's going to send them a strong delusion. So since they didn't accept the easy way to go to heaven, he's going to send them a strong delusion so that all those who had not already come to the knowledge of the truth would believe a lie. Now let's go to Revelation 13. Very powerful stuff here. I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I'm not getting into a lot of the interpretation. I can spend a long time on this, but then I'll miss my point. Stood upon the sand of the sea. I saw a beast rise up out of the sea. That's your world government. Having seven heads, that's seven continents, and ten horns, each continent is divided, or not each continent, all the seven continents are divided into ten global regions. And upon his horns, ten crowns, means each global region has a global regional ruler. And upon his heads, the name of blasphemy, means each global region ruler has the name of blasphemy. He blasphemes God. And the beast, which, which I saw, was likened to a leopard. That's your Muslims. His feet were as the feet of a bear. That's Russia. His mouth is the mouth of a lion. That's England. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat 
and great authority. So what is that? That's saying that the Antichrist at this point is going to be taking over and ruling the world. And I saw one of his heads. That means one of those global regional rulers that heads up those regions is going to be wounded in the head until death, and his deadly wound was healed. In all the world, there's the word, that's the point of the broadcast right here, and all the world wondered after the beast. Why do they wonder? Well, not only does he look good, not only does he have a mouth speaking great things, a mouth that was given to him by God, but, listen to this, and they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? In other words, how can you make war with a guy that can come back from the dead? See, Jesus came back from the dead, and he lives forevermore. But this guy is either going to come back from the dead, and he may do that, or he will appear to have died and come back from the dead. The point is all the world is mesmerized, and that's the point of the broadcast. Everybody is shocked. They are, what's the word? They're spellbound. You know, I, I, I think I may have mentioned this before. For 13 years before I got into the ministry, I used to teach public speaking courses, sales courses, management courses, and One of the things that I would teach in the public speaking part of it, when someone was really good, they're really good at speaking, what happens in the group is little movements stop. In other words, we stop blinking our eyes. We stop shifting in our chair. We stop maybe brushing our hair. Maybe we'd scratch our chin or touch our face. All of those little movements, you can call it mesmerized or spellbound or just they're enthralled with the speaker. And I would say, when you have reached the point to where the audience stops moving and they are in the palm of your hand, you have reached the pinnacle of communication, the pinnacle of being a good speaker. That's where a speaker wants to get to. Now, that's where this Antichrist guy is. That's what he does. And that's all he does. He looks so good. He sounds so good. Oh, but that's not the end of it. He's wounded in the head until death. Now, let me make this clear. It does not say he's wounded in the head. It's saying that he is, at that time, one of the ten regional rulers, and he is wounded in the head and either appears to die or dies. But here's the point. He comes back to life, and all the world is shocked. They are wondering. They are mesmerized. They are spellbound by this guy. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, if you've got... If you got people you love, you got to talk to them now. Verse 5. And there was given to him a mouth. Let me read that again. And there was given unto him a mouth. Let me read it again. There was given unto him a mouth speaking great things. Now, we think the word great is good. In this case, it's not. It's very large things. It's very mesmerizing, shocking, wonderful things. He was given to him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given to him to continue 42 months. That's time, times, and half a time, or three and a half years, meaning he rules the earth for the last three and a half years. But you'll see him pretty close to the beginning of the tribulation, not at the beginning. I can cover that too, but anyway, we'll go on. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God. What's blasphemy? It means he openly says, this Jesus character is blah, 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 blah. And the Bible is just a bunch of bunk, blah, blah, blah. And he talks openly, terrible, terrible things. 
Verse 7, and it was given him to make war with the saints. Read that again. That's important. It was given him to make war with the saints. Now, is that a, a verbal war? Well, of course, it just said he was given a mouth. Blaspheming God is the name of tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. That includes me and you. But what else does it also include? I think it's also bullets. And if it's not just wars, wars, it's bullets. And this is, well, like when he opened the fifth seal. I saw under the altar the souls of those that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell upon earth? And white robes given to every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow, fellow servants and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. This is probably what we're talking about. Look, I have to tell you the truth, and we're probably talking about, I will say, before the middle of the tribulation, for sure before Jesus returns, but probably most of the Christians in this nation will be dead. Sorry to tell you, but that's the truth of the matter. Let's go on, though. And was given him to make, oh, by the way, uh, dying for Christ, that's a good thing, okay? I mean, we're not trying, at least it's my heart is not to try to live as long as possible. My job is to try to do what I'm called to do here on earth and then go home. And if I can glorify my Lord and Savior on the way out, that's fine with me. And it was given him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all, listen to this, all, listen, over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. What's that mean? That's everybody, 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 everybody. At least they all have the opportunity. Now, there are some that don't. That's the nations. That's the corners of the field. Those are the people that did not receive Jesus, but they didn't take the mark of the beast either. And that's a topic for another day. Let's go on. So it was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. That's his objective. Whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Meaning, before the earth was created, the Father wrote a list called the Book of Life, the Lamb's Book of Life, and it was given by the Father to the Son, to Jesus. And it was said, these are the people that will be your bride. The whole point of this whole earth and all creation was to give Jesus a bride. That's the point. And then those people whose names are written in the Book of Life, as Jesus said on earth, all that the Father has given to me will come to me, and neither can they be plucked out of my hand. So no one can take anyone whose name is in the book of life, and that's the whole point of the courtroom in heaven vision given to Maurice Scalar, saying that, look, there's some people whose names are in that book of life that have not come to him yet, but it's a time to release the beast on the earth. So that's the reason the miracles are coming, a really, really big push to get all the rest of the people whose names are in the book but have not accepted Christ to get them accepting Christ. All that dwell upon the earth, shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now this next thing is going to be hard to hear. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. Well, what's that mean? In other words, if you turn people over to the new world order, you get turned over to the new world order. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Meaning, if you kill the New World Order soldiers, if you kill those people that are for the Antichrist, then you will be killed with a sword. 
Then it says in the next phrase, here's the patience and faith of the saints. Now, our modern understanding of the word patience might be something like, don't say something, or don't get angry, or don't do anything. Just just don't, just stop what you're doing. That's our understanding of the word patience. But that's not the definition that Revelation gives for patience. Patience means don't fall away. Don't give up on Christ. Don't lose the faith. Don't deny Jesus. That's what it says. So what it says, here is the patience and faith of the saints. He's saying, yes, I know you Christians want to fight against the New World Order, the New World Order Army. You want to turn people over. You want to, you want to stop this. I understand that. But this is a specific warning that, by the way, is given twice in the book of Revelation. And it says, you saints, do not fight against this. This, I know, look, I didn't write the stuff. I'm just reporting, okay? I'm just delivery boy here. I don't like it either. But there, it's a warning. He's saying, do not turn people over to the New World Order. Do not fight against the New World Order police or cops or army or whatever it is. Look, I didn't, again, I didn't write it. You go read it yourself. That's what it says. Let's go on. Revelation 13, 11. And I beheld another beast. Now, here's your false prophet. This is probably today's pope. Probably. And I'm not criticizing the Catholic Church or my brothers or sisters that are Catholics because the name on the door doesn't mean bunk. What counts is the name in the heart. And I sincerely believe that there's going to be a lot of Catholics that are in heaven. I have met some very, very good Catholics. So I'm not trying to beat up on Catholics, nor am I trying to beat up on their church. But I am trying to say that the office of the Pope is about to be hijacked if it has not already been hijacked. And I think you'll understand that. Good grief, it's the largest Christian religion uh, church on earth. You know that the devil would be high, very high in it. Okay, anyway, let's go on. I've held another beast coming up out of the earth. In that he comes up out of the earth, this is the religious leader. And he had two horns like a lamb. There are actually two popes. There's a black pope and a white pope. has nothing to do with skin color. The black pope is a secret pope. And he spake as a dragon. So this guy, this pope, is going to be a bad apple. Okay, He exercises all the power of the first beast, that's the Antichrist, before him. And he causeth the earth, listen carefully, he causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. So I'm telling you, this beast, this Antichrist guy, he's not only going to be looking good, sounding good, he's going to die and come back to life, but then the Pope, the leader of the, of the, of the Christian world, it religiously, is going to stand up and say, oh man, that's him. That is the guy we've been looking for all of these years. That's him. That's the Christ. That's the God-man right there, but he got to worship him. And then people say, yeah, what? Yeah, that's, I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. Exercises all the power of the first beast before him, causeth the earth, and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast, his deadly wound was healed, and here comes. Here's that word wonder again. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from the earth, on the, from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. So this false prophet guy, you talk about a miracle, Remember, I heard this is the time of miracles. You talk about a miracle, that's pretty good when you can call fire out of the sky. Remember, the prophets of Baal couldn't do that. Elijah's God did that, and so consequently they killed the 450 prophets of, of the groves, the prophets of the Baal. Okay? 
and he deceiveth them that dwell in the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the first beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. Now, before we get too far from there, I want you to see there, he deceives them by what? By miracles. So when he says this is the time of miracles, he means it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. The Sevenfold Miracle Crusade is the start of the greatest miracle revival in American history. I'm sure of it. We're building an army of prophecy teachers and miracle workers to bring in the remaining names in the Book of Life. People who feel a desire to teach prophecy to a scared, uninformed public in panic having found themselves in the end times unprepared without understanding. People who desire to be used in sevenfold miracles greater than any in the past should be at this crusade. We will all break our three-day consecutive fast at our Passover meal April 19th and follow the footsteps of Moses through Passover, unleavened bread to the crossing from the sin of Egypt to the sevenfold promised land of first fruits. I will personally anoint and lay hands on all attending to receive the gift to teach prophecy and to walk in sevenfold miracles. This is not advertised to the public. This is for prophecy students who want to be empowered to serve in the last days. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com to register. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com. Sign up today.